0: Welcome. This week's guest is Brenda Miller, who spoke to us a few weeks ago about the Kid Code 30 Second Parenting Strategies to help us calm our children down and calm ourselves down so that we can get through temper tantrums and various different other things that the kids throw at us. Brenda has taught conscious conflict resolution in six countries and... She is also the author of four books, which I spoke about last time. She's the author of The Kid Code, 30 Second Parenting Strategies, which we spoke about in the last podcast, Blessing Mistakes, Tusky's Travels, and Bullyproofing Yourself and Your Kids. And this week, we're going to be talking about Bullyproofing Yourself and Your Kids. So hi, Brenda Miller. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for coming back and talking to us regarding bully-proofing yourself and your kids. Thank you so much for having me. I'm wonderful today. How about you? Awesome. I'm really good. Thank you. Um, So, bullying. Mm -hmm. What? I'm going to start off with a really simple question, right? What is bullying? The
1: really simple answer to that is it's a power grab that's repeated with intent to cause harm.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay. All right, what? How would we? How do we translate that into our kids, though? So, what is it for our kids? What would our? What's bullying in the school, as such, or for our kid? Well, actually, I can't. So, I don't want to actually just highlight bullying bullying in school because bullying can happen anywhere, can't it? It does. In fact, it can happen at home. It can happen in the street. It can happen at the park. It can happen in the shops. And and it happens to us as well as adults. It's not something that you just deal with as a child. It basically happens to all of us, doesn't it? Really it
1: really does. And that's why I wrote this book, because um, I call it the little book of peaceful power. And it has strategies oh, wow. that will either, there's there's many different ways we can look at this, Claire. One is um, we can take the target off of our back by doing these strategies and end the uh, bullying in our own experience, we can teach our kids these strategies and <clears throat> teach them how to meet and defeat a bully.
0: Yeah. New things
1: like bully basics, bully buttons, bully tactics, and most importantly, the bully proof strategies. And then the other way is if you have a child who is a bully, or even you are a bully, like if I'm a bully, if any of your listeners know, because actually we all have an inner bully, you know, it's that voice
0: that. Like, that was what I was going to say to you is, like, you know, I think we've all, all of us, I don't think anyone is, like, pure, like, been bullied and not been the bully, right? I feel sure that there have always been times where, you know, I mean, well, I can't think off the top of my head, but I'm sure I have been bullying or a bully at some point in my life. But I've also been a victim of bullying as well. So because it
1: happens everywhere. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know the interesting thing to me is that the anti-bullying organizations have strategies that they teach everyone, and I'm very grateful for them. And at the same time, the Youth Research Project it studied twelve, just under twelve thousand kids across twenty-five schools, and this was done in the U.S. And Mm -hmm. what they found, Claire, astounded me, and that's one of the reasons I wrote the book because. As you know, I taught conscious conflict resolution in six countries. And what I realized was um this the conflict is the same all over and bullying is a type of conflict. And that is that if we want what we want, when we don't get it, we, uh, well, that obscures our humanity. So what a bully wants is power on the surface, but underneath what they want, is to dissolve their own insecurity because oddly enough, the bully and the victim are both insecure. So this school that, are, pardon me, this research uh, nonprofit organization that wanted to know more about bullying, it, it, uh, I was so shocked when I read the results of that study because you know the, the traditional stop that you would say to a bully, hold the hand up in the universal sign of no or stop? Uh, 40-some percent of the time, that makes bullying worse. As soon as I read this report, I knew I had to write this book because the thing that's missing on wow. the anti-bullying strategies, the traditional ones, is this extra idea of, which that's where the conflict resolution comes in, you have to see why you have the target on your back. And how to do that is to ask really simple questions. Here's one. So... Uh, what am I giving the bully that I should not be giving them? So if you just sit, just sit quietly for your listeners, when you have a minute, you sit quietly okay. with that question and you something will pop to mind. For me, one of the things that popped to mind was I'm giving him power. And how that translated for me as I sat in contemplation just to, for a few minutes was that if I act submissively to him, he won't hurt me. Of course, as soon as you see a belief like that that doesn't work because he was hurting me, it starts to dissolve because it doesn't
0: serve. It's not the truth either. What other things, what other things could you potentially be giving a bully? So you said you're giving them power. Another thing that came to my mind when we sat here and you were talking about it was um, that you may also be giving them attention. So, yeah. So they're getting attention from other people in the school or from their peer group. Yes. And, is, there other, is there, are there other things that potentially the bully would be getting
1: yes many things like um different types of control okay you know, attention power um they're getting a fix mm.
0: um it's like a drug for them they're because it makes them feel special. Is that sort of what you're... You
1: know what the truth is? You know, a bully is not a bad person. A bully is a person with bad behaviours. And the reason they have bad behaviours is because it's become a durable lifestyle to get what they want. And the biggest part of this, though, Claire, is out of compassion. We have to see that the bully is... What's really happening is they've, they feel like they're a bad person and they're trying to project that out onto the victim. So they find somebody who's also in, insecure. Yeah. They bully them because both are insecure. So really the cure for bullying is to make them secure. Now, can yeah. you do that in every case? Not always. But you know, I have many strategies that we can go through that that begin to take the target off of your back. And uh, also for anybody who, who is a bully, which we all are, as we mentioned, uh, that starts to dissolve that in us. And then we come from a really completely more coherent and calm place
0: mm. did, and and also i'm just really curious about this um because you mentioned that research um previously it did, did the research and i don't know if the research would have covered this but did the research actually highlight whether girls get bullied more than boys and and things like that yeah, uh, not this
1: no this particular one it stuck oh. with things like um the bullying got worse 49% of the time, for example, if the victim Yeah. 35% of the time got worse if the victim walked
0: away. That's what why we have to do these other questions. Wow, really? Because really? my like because because being a mum, right, my son has said, or somebody came to me at school and said, X, Y, and said, um, and he felt really confronted by it, right? And I just said to him, look just say agree with them and walk away right I said just agree with them and walk away take yourself out of the situation right and then go and if it, if it gets worse go and speak to a teacher or come and tell me and then I'll get it sorted out right and as it is it was a, you a know, couple of things couple of incidents in the playground and he's not mentioned it since so and I'm sure everything's fine
1: well Claire that that's good but, because it's it's only that certain percentage of the time that it doesn't work or that it makes it worse so that means the other yeah but even but that's why we have this book and this these other just to make sure so about the statistics that you asked about um it's it's like uh it's one in three students adolescent students that usually Mm. um i was thinking in other countries um we talked a little bit about cyberbullying.
0: Um, well, that's that's a whole different world of bullying that I would never have even been involved in. And I know it affects so many people out there on social media who are adults, let alone children. And I dread to think the impact, like as an adult, it can be quite a big impact, but like I dread to think the impact of cyberbullying on children. And I mean you know at the end of the day for me it was like you were called names you were pushed about in the playground it was it was a very physical or in your face altercation for me being you know the age i am whereas it doesn't need to be nowadays for these kids well, does it
1: like cyberbullying for, is a really good example of that or um i was just thinking about you you're from the uk right did you tell me that well, yeah I, that's yeah. from there interested me because one in four kids, so twenty-five percent of the kids that go to school reported that they're bullied a few times a month, and something like sixteen thousand kids miss school due to bullying in the UK. Wow, it's it's such a wow. it is such a big deal, you know. And I was really surprised when I did the research on. So where 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 does cyberbullying happen? And it was oddly enough, um, <clears throat> Instagram was forty-two percent, Facebook was. Thirty-seven percent. Snapchat was something like thirty-one percent and downward. So,
0: I would have thought Snapchat would have been bigger because um, because it's a it's an instantaneous like it's a snap in time and then it disappears allegedly. And I'm surprised, mind you, Insta is the new Facebook to a certain extent. So it's quite interesting how you know, social media people move and TikTok and various different things like that. Although TikTok, I'm imagining, well, I don't know, because people uh, leave comments with TikTok, But I'm imagining TikTok is less of a volatile platform than Insta, who knows? But um yeah, man, like i I'm not sure. I think, and I agree with you, like, and look, my, <laughs> I'm trying to think as we sit here and talk. I'm trying to remember. Like I can remember being bullied at middle school. I can remember, and I didn't class it as bullying, right? I did not class it as bullying. But when I was at school, I had two nicknames, right? The boys, for what, for whatever reason, because I was supposed I was bigger than a lot of the other girls, not fat, but just broader and taller and things. Uh, they used to call me Tank, but I was also quite solid. So, you know, I mean, you, you just didn't mess with me, right? So I was quite solid, liked soccer, liked hockey, you know, real sort of aggressive sports. Oh, dear. And um, and the boys all called me Tank. And even when I left school, boys that I used to go to school with, God love them, if any of them are listening to this, then thanks, guys. But, like, but it, like, and I'm sure, like, that was my nickname, right? And it affected me. Look, it affected me, but it was like yes. I laugh about it now. But it, did, like, it did affect me then because I was, you know, it's a um what's the word i'm looking for it's a poke at your psyche right like if i was built like i mean i was i don't know i was armored plated and i could go through anything i don't i don't know what that means i don't even know why they called me tank but anyway um and then everyone else called me this nice fluffy the girls called me this nice fluffy like girly name right which was great and that was cool and that was just sort of like term of endearment right but it is like but that's just a name that stuck with me that I got called all the way through like even now I'm sure they would know me as that name and I'm like 50 <laughs> right but um but it that is a form of bullying isn't it because it is a form of poking your psyche yes isn't it, it is and and it costs pain yeah
1: and and then the, it's up to us to work out any pain we have from bullying for sure because nobody else can work it out for us and it's up to us our kids work it out and I was just thinking about um I I remember the Canadian stats on workers we talked a little bit about workers it can happen in the workplace well 40 percent of Canadians uh experience bullying on on a weekly basis I just you know it's just it's crazy
0: and I'm like my day job is in the IT industry and um I, I'm working in a male orientated environment, and I have been. I I have had I have had sexism. I have had bullying. I you know there's a whole myriad of different things that I've experienced in the workplace, and especially as you know I was contracting as well. So it's just it's frightening, and it's not just me. I've had male work colleagues as well mm-hmm. go through and be bullied as well. It's it's yeah, it's frightening. It's frightening. Do you think it's got worse, though? Do you oh, think yes. it's got worse over time? Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
1: I was just speaking with Nigeria, and they're hoping to get some kid Code teachers there to help because bullying in that country turns to murder very quickly. And, of course, that's <gasps> that means... Yeah. And, and serious bullying does turn to murder. I was reading, Claire, just I, speaking of the word gobstop that we were when we were chatting earlier, was um, mm-hmm. something like one in five Canadian women... Are killed weekly, once a week, by their partner. Now I have to look, it up, but it's that. That's partly if they had recognized both bull- that they were being bullied, and that they're with you know somebody who needs some psychological help, and if they knew some of these strategies to help themselves get clear about, well, I need to get myself out of an abusive situation here, and that's why you know bully buttons is really important. Bully basics, bully. Um, what like you know what pushes somebody buttons if you think about you know somebody think about everyone think about their ex yeah think you know how to push the button if you think about it for a minute and bring that into your consciousness you know how to poke them you know their weak spots
0: yeah i was just trying to one in three women so this is the statistics on on it in australia right Mm. Uh, on average One woman, sorry, I'm just trying to get this information. So, on average, one woman a week is murdered in Australia by her current or former partner. One in three women has experienced physical violence since the age of 15. Admittedly, that might not be with their partner. One in five experienced sexual violence since the age of 15. And one in four has experienced physical sexual violence by a current or former partner that's women. Admittedly, a lot of these are women. I do wonder what it would be if I said men, which would be interesting. I'll type that in and find out um, what that well, comes up with. That, right but- there,
1: that alone, Claire. that determines that this work is really tremendously important for people to do and get very proactive about it. And one thing you can do is role play, you and your kids, because if you do that, you put a bully on your radar because you learn things that they'll say, things that they'll do. And then you teach the kids the strategies and why, because they'll, once the bully's on the radar, they'll go, Hey, I'm being bullied and they, they can recognize it. And then the next step is they'll know what to do. They can try any one of the strategies they can go home. You always record and report with any bullying and then do several strategies with every single bullying event. And And then uh, slowly over time, what you do is bring yourself into well-being. That's the And most important, because if we're not clear and coherent and know what to do when we're being bullied, it's like you get into this hopeless, helpless victim, and victims end up becoming very violent. Mm. Um, Byron Katie says, victims are the most violent people on the planet. And I went, we are not. (laughs) And
0: And then... that was very confrontational of you Brenda yes it was
1: <laughs> and and then I, re- I stopped and realized and I went oh my goodness that is so true and how I proved it to myself was that the I wished the bully so much harm Claire yeah. you know, that's violence and uh so yes that smartened me up right away quick to realize yeah that look, yeah I, ag-
0: I agree with you I agree with you and um and i and and my like and it's yeah it's just strange because i actually think i i, I pity and i feel really bad for the kids that are being bullied because it's horrendous and their lives are made some some kids lives are made hell uh it, it's varying i think they're varying different degrees of bullying but no bullying's good right and um you know and our government isn't that great at like bullying the workplace either they really need to step up a mark but I do feel for the bullies right because the bullies for are, are lacking something and do need special care and I don't think I think they get labeled and it they make it a worse situation yes. um we you know we're making it a worse situation for the bullies we're not actually helping them or assisting them um so it just perpetuates
1: you know in in a week or so Um, my website will have free resources on it. And it's one sheet is called, it's a support sheet, and it's called Bullyproof Strategies Support Sheet, what to do if your child is being bullied. And then the other one is called Dissolving the Bully in Your Child.
0: So both of those are free
1: for parents. And I I really think that we need to teach classes all over the world about this because, you know, the stats you read out, Claire, they're alarming. and.
0: It, look, it's it is it's frightening. And I also – I I actually wonder why, why we have – why bullying has increased. Is it because social media enables us to be the faceless people? So it's a lot harder to bully someone when you're in the physical vicinity of them, okay, right? When you're sitting at home having a glass of wine, surfing around on the internet, and you don't actually agree with somebody's point of view, it's a lot easier – Being a faceless bully and typing it and trolling people and not actually consider like that. But then I also actually do wonder because of our lifestyle, our environment and everything like that. And I'm a single mum, right? So I have to work full time as well as you know, look after my child and all the various different things. And I have to earn money because if I don't earn money, we don't eat. We don't have a house. We have nothing, right? He doesn't get to do the things that he needs to and wants to do. He doesn't have clothes, right? So I have to work. But 50 years ago, right, when I was a kid, well, no, maybe not 50 years ago, maybe four years ago. But like when I was a kid, like my mum stayed at home and then when she went to work, she only had to, she worked part-time. So she was able to work two, two and a half days a week. So she actually had her sanity of going to work and doing her stuff and being with adults, not having to look after us kids because we were at school as well. Um, but then she also had a couple of days at home so she could you know be there for us. And the mum and dad supported us and took us everywhere as such. And that was good. But I had my mum and my dad there some of the time. And I wonder if we're lacking that. And so therefore, and also I'm in a different country. So I don't have that family network around so that my child can go and stay at the grandparents when I need to go out and do, you know. So I just wonder if because our world is so fast paced and so crazy at the moment that um, we've actually contributed to bullying situation i don't know i i don't what what are your thoughts on that i
1: think definitely what you've said and i would add that it's become a a durable style a durable lifestyle Mm. a durable behavior and because it is it can be very challenging to to uh, stand up to a bully so and they know this so you know that's what one of the things that i love to teach people this is so obvious, Claire. So the very first thing you teach your kids, and you remember yourself, is that you don't believe a bully. Because remember how bullies will say—well, you know what bullies say. So bullies will say things like, um, "You should never have been born." And I would encourage anyone to, as soon as a bully, wow. yeah, exactly. You know, f- for this example, you would say to the to yourself, uh, "Just a minute, who's in charge of being born? It's not a bully." So that's just logic. And yet, oftentimes, we'll believe a bully will go like, but just a minute, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe there is something wrong with me. No, you don't believe a bully because their intent is harm. So, so you that's the first thing. And the second thing is, you know how we do the stop, as we talked about the universal sign for no, but what we have to do with it is, um,
0: ya Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm fine for that yeah I'm up for that I'm not sure that would go down very well in a meeting though <laughs> if I was in a meeting being bullied I couldn't go stop hiya! but yeah but as a kid you can uh, as kids they definitely you, could you do please that please let definitely.
1: me know if you do it in a meeting
0: I'd like to know I, well <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm hoping I wouldn't get to the point where I'd need to do that in a no. meeting but yeah <laughs> so so
1: let me explain that one because it's really valuable Yes. All kidding aside, if you've said no to a bully, when you're sure the bully is gone, the bully can't see or hear you for sure. So after the event, you take the Superman stance. You put on your Superman or Superwoman cape, yeah. or you just put your uh, arms on your hips, your hands on your hips, and you put your chin up. Yeah. You take that stance. Why? Because it connects with a part of the brain and a part of your true nature that re- reassures you. That you are not helpless. You're not
0: powerless. Right. So the hi you don't have to do in front of them. You basically can do that afterwards. You can go stop, deal with the situation, then after it's all like petered out, you can go, yes, hiya. hi-ya exactly to correct. You. you never, never do it in
1: front of them.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cause then you might
1: provoke them That's to fight so. you. <laughs> and also you never do it in a meeting. <laughs> Well, well, well hmm. unless Don't tempt you, me. Unless Don't you do, tempt me. then you let me know.
0: <clears throat> so, so you know the um, Hayawa one is, uh, you, do you remember? No, but that's good because even even doing it as a joke, right, even doing it as a joke now, it's changed my state, right? Even doing it as a joke with you now, it's changed my state because you sort of, it sort of elevates It does, you.
1: Claire, nice word. And really important here is when you think of this, the Haya or the Superman stance. I remember Jackie Chan. He was a martial artist. Do you remember
0: him? Yeah, I love Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah. He's got a bit of an attitude, but yeah, no, it's okay. He's apparently not supposed to be a nice person out of the movies, but like, you know, don't quote me. He was bullied.
1: And. Oh, well, there we go. He never uh, intervened or never said stop to the bully until. One day he saw someone being bullied, and he intervened, and that stopped the bully. And from that day forward, then he understood that he could also stand up for himself. So I decided, from that, that we had to incorporate one of the martial artist statements, "Haya," for our kids. Like as they're walking to the park, they can go "Haya." As they're, or they can take the Superman stance as they're walking to the park, or as you said, we just did it, and it elevates a person and connects them to, I uh, absolutely am not powerless. So.
0: You do you when you do it, you do feel stronger, you know. Or and I, I, I have known that doing it's, it says if you feel anxious or insecure. In any situation, this is whether you're about to go on and talk in a presentation or to go and play sport, doing that Superman pose, it just changes your stance, just brings you up to, you know, because you're lengthening your body, you're making yourself feel strong and therefore it does, it changes it Changes your state of mind. Yes,
1: it really does. It's a very valuable yeah, tool yeah. To to remember this every time after. So first thing is when you're bullied you, um, you try one of the strategies, which is stop, this is not okay. And you hopefully you have people around you and you ask them to help you. And, um, and then when you get home, you have to do some of these strategies about why do you have a target on your back? And even little yeah. kids are pretty good at this, you know, like I've, I've done this with kids as young as probably 12, maybe even younger, and they can figure out they can very quickly understand that they have a contributing factor that they're unaware of at the time. But one of the cures, so go ahead.
0: Sorry, carry no No, carry on. No, 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 carry on. Cause I'll uh, carry on and then I'll ask my question. <laughs> There's so much I want to know, but carry so on. So
1: one of the cures for the bully and the victim is called Ubuntu. And I think we talked about that when we talked about mm. the kid code, but I want to bring it up again because it's really valuable here. Here's why. So Ubuntu Ubuntu is a South African philosophy that ensures that your child maintains their respect and dignity during any conflict. Same for uh, it doesn't matter if they're the bully or the victim. And so in Africa, it's used to help perpetrators see that they're not bad people. And this is what they do. So imagine if your child comes home and tells you that they were bullied and it was kind of a serious event. You know, it's been repeating then you 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 know that your child is feeling insecure, and I don't know any human being who at some time doesn't. So one of the strategies is you sit down with the child. Now in Africa, uh, the whole village surrounds the the perpetrator or the child or the victim for two days, Claire, and they say every good thing about that child or person who has either done wow. it or had wow. wrong done to them, and. This yeah. brings out, this actually just, again, gets it once again, it gets us in touch with that beautiful nature of ours that I talked about in the Kid Code podcast. So we do not have to do this for two days to make a child secure. So every, every time we have an opportunity to talk with a child, only when it's genuine, we tell them things that we really love about them. And this is part of um, growing gray matter in our brains by using gratitude in this way to help our kids. And same thing for the victim. So if your child is the victim, um, same thing exactly. This dissolves their insecurity. The other thing is to find things they love to do, put it on your calendar, find things they're really good at, put that on your calendar, make sure there's time. These things keep growing the, the child's security. But to me, one of the most important things is learning the strategies. So here's another one I love. I, want, I I just can't wait to share this with you because it's from the UK. And uh, there's a young girl. She was 12 at the time. And she. her name is Nadia, Nadia Sparks. And uh, she would ride her bike to school. And she had a basket on her bike. So she would pick up garbage or recyclables and stuff and put them in her basket. And the bullies would call her names and throw stuff at her. And she went home and told her mom a few times, and they talked about it, and they decided what she would do is start a website. You know that saying that says, if they throw stones at you, use them to build something. Well, that's what she did. Yeah, so she started wow. a website. <clears throat> and this is multifaceted because it, it's, it works in more ways than just what I'm about to say. She had, I think, 6,500 uh, followers last time I looked. And it's a, now it's a place for people who are bullied to go. So the point is that if you take anything bad that's happened to you and you make sure that you turn it into something good, in other words, even if you just volunteer, if you get your child who's been a, a victim of a bully, you get them to volunteer. Um, and, and again, I'll, I'll use an old adage which or proverb. It's a Hindu proverb that says, when you help your brother's boat to the shore, yours arrives too. So whether you've got a victim Or a bully in your house, uh, it's wonderful to get them volunteering because they'll have a lot of um, rewards and build a lot of security and lose a lot of their victimhood or or bullying.
0: Well, that was what I was thinking. Do you know when you when you were talking about um, when you were talking about is it Ubuntu? Yeah, Ubuntu. Ubuntu. Um, When you were talking about that and I was sitting here and I was just processing it through in my brain and I sat there and I thought, I wonder if within our schools, if we are discovering a person, group of people that are bullying, whether it would be a, and I don't know if this happens in schools because my son's only in his second year at school, so I haven't got a clue, but whether that it would be better to actually take those bullies and get them to mentor and support younger kids. So on a one-on-one basis or whatever, obviously within a controlled environment and not shoving them out on the playground to go, right, you're going to be, but like, you know, so helping them read or helping them write or to get the bullies actually helping, um, you know, the, the, other people basically, and so they feel as though they're valued because they're helping these kids to um, do X, Y, and Z. I mean, I, d- I don't know if that would be effective with teenagers, who knows? They're a whole different entity. Um, but then with teenagers, I wonder if th- there needs to be something different regarding what they do and it, whether it's more community based, etc. etc. Yeah, I don't know. It's like Do these strategies that you've just stated, because I know we've directed them very much at children, but do these strategies then, do they translate for adults as well to help you? 100%. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yes, exactly, 100%. There's another thing that I want to share with you, and this will be really unpopular and it's really important. That is, as a parent, you have the authority. You're the parent. Tell your kids no to violent video games or movies. And then... Uh, here the first of there's two things here two prongs claire one is um everything we've ever seen uh comes in or or heard everything comes in through our senses from the very moment from before we're born and that's stored in the unconscious mind so if you've seen violence the violence is going to come up sometime somehow some way and disturb you so violence violent games for kids are not good this what i'm speaking of is, psychologically studied and can be proven so offer your kids um find things that they love that aren't violent there is so much for kids now and you are the parent you do get to say no and if they fuss they fuss oh
0: my son is exactly exactly like that right mommy i want to play this game and the problem i have with games at the moment that are geared at children 12 and under are that these games show adverts for other games that are not within that age range, right? So there are 17, 18, whatever, right? Um, or it seems as though there are those sort of types of games, right? Because then he wants to go he wants to play them. I actually think that the game, that 12 and under – adverts for other games should be banned from apps from apps online for kids because my son is six, and I'm not going to stop him playing games because that would be like crack cocaine to him, right? And he goes in and he plays games elsewhere. So it's I have to – I agree with you. I have to select the games that he plays very carefully because there are some really crazy – like, for me as an adult, I would be okay. But there are some crazy games out there, even for – under nines, right? That you just go, oh, I'm not sure about that. And it normalizes it all for good them. word, Claire. And we have to be
1: strong oh, enough scary. to tell them the truth that when you play it, the reason I'm asking you not to is because it's being stored in your unconscious and it's going to come out, and either you're going to be scared of the dark or you're going to have a really strong reflex um, reaction to slamming doors. Or it's not it's not yeah. going to help you. It's going to create problems in your life. This, on the other hand, uh, will will not cause problems. We this is a step we have to take as parents because I think it's gotten completely out of
0: hand and it it's deadly. Yeah. Well, I think I think there are a lot of people out there. Who goes oh, it's okay. It's not going to affect them. It's fine, you know. And I don't think the research that you're highlighting. It's actually, out, it, like, it's not out there. And it's also a delayed reaction, if you see what I mean. Like, they may watch watch it at six or seven or whatever. And then it doesn't really come out until they're, like, 18, 19 or whatever. Although, I say that, and and this is very English, and this is very English of me, but it is a horrendous and horrible situation. I, like, I can state the Jamie Bulger case that basically was in the UK, where two 10-year-old boys basically took a toddler, a three-year-old boy, and tortured him and then killed him on a train line in the UK. It was horrendous. They took him. This toddler toddled off, basically, from his mother because his mother was looking at something or checking prices or asking something in a shop. He toddled off. These two boys found him, and they took him, and they killed him. And it was massively publicised in the UK. And it was horrendous, like the crimes and what they did to that poor kid uh, was horrendous. But they actually link it back to these kids watching violent movies and violent video games, etc. And I don't know, I haven't seen any research on it, but I, and I don't know, but it sort of normalised it for them to a certain extent. And although there was one of them that was the ringleader and that was... It did do most of the act. The other one also was involved in it. And, you know, it's sort of like these kids went home and just they killed this kid and then they just went home, carried on their lives. And you go, Jesus, like what the? So so it like it does affect admittedly. That's maybe a drastic like it's you know the extreme it's one extreme um but it's still going to affect like well, i didn't listen i watched jaws when i was i don't know maybe 12 13 i might have been a bit older i don't want. i don't like going in the water now oh, yeah. and i live in australia right so you know but like um but yeah but jaws really affected me for several years mm. because it was a threat that was there and at my young age um it was terrifying so
1: that Claire, but you know. that's that brings me to such that's a nice segue to another point yeah so the fear that we feel bullies experience fear although they will act out bravado um and victims okay. will experience fear and act out fear more times than not so with both of them that one of the strategies let's use the one you just used because i'm also scared of sharks uh, and Uh <laughs>
0: Well, I think most. Let's face it, most of us are like they do chompy chompy and eat this. <laughs> I so. think it might be a good thing to be scared of,
1: but but well, but we yeah. don't need to be scared right now when we think about it. We don't need to be scared uh, at, at uh, when we look out at the water. We don't need to be scared when we're in six inches of water on at the ocean, right? So, but we are. So, one of the things you can do with kids, and I really love this, is. Um, Let me tell you this way. So a a child is scared of the dark and the downstairs is dark. And they they have to go get their laundry. And uh, it's not light enough, even with the dim light on. And so you invite them to take one step and then feel the fear. And then they they do it. Take another step and feel the fear. You take a third step and feel the fear. By the time they get to the bottom, not saying they might not run back and up and down a few times, but but (laughs) they eventually get to the bottom, they're laughing, because because there's no fear, there's nothing right now to fear. So with fear of any kind, there's several strategies that will help bullies and victims. One is, as a family, proactively um, identify your fears. So I'm scared of bees, for example, and not so much anymore, because I've done this exercise, but every now and then, it'll sneak in if one lands on me. And um, of course, you take practical action at all times. But if you feel, if if you think of a bee and it makes you scared, right then you, you invite yourself to feel that fear all the way out and notice that there's nothing to be scared of right now. This helps retrain uh, the brain. And we, we know that the brain has uh, the function called neuroplasticity now, and it can change the way it fires. And so you can actually um reduce these kind of fears in kids which I'm very excited about because it seems like lots of them are even born with fears like born scared of fire born scared of water now I'm not saying you don't be cautious around these things but I do say that if I feel fear when I'm not near them I need to resolve that yeah here's one reason because as it relates to bullying um a fear makes us very insecure
0: yeah well that was what I was going to ask earlier actually like what fear does a bully have? People. Oh, okay. Um, like the fear of not being accepted, the fear of not being thought of as special, that insecurity, that that like, I'm not good. So it, it. So in a way, quintessentially, being a victim of bullying or being a bully, they're both actually dealing with the, I'm not good enough, are they? Because the bully's telling uh, the victim that they're not good enough, and then they're believing it, and the bully's not feeling not good enough, and therefore is trying to um, project that on somebody else as such. So in a way, that bully is trying to project all of the things that they're feeling onto the victim.
1: And they're both uh, believing the thought, I must be bad.
0: Yeah, wow, wow, it's a whole, That's, whole crazy myriad of, yeah. They're
1: scared of that, because if I'm bad... I won't be accepted, I won't be approved of. I might, you know, somebody might even abandon me. We don't know. Yeah. And yeah. So it's it's really important, I, I feel, <clears throat> to get really knowledgeable. That's what I my job, I think, really is, is to help educate people on um all of these things I mentioned, like uh especially the bullyproof strategies, because they don't go away most times. It and they, as you said, they impact your life. And it's often for life. And that's not what life is meant to be. By the virtue of the meaning of the word life, it means we're supposed to be alive and and not dead by these things, not guided by these things. So we can evolve so much.
0: I'm a little bit grateful for the, well, I'm not grateful for the work bullying because that, and I, I think work bullying in a work, bullying in a work environment is, is just horrendous. Just really. I mean, I'm such a different person um, to who I was ten years ago, five years ago, three years ago. Um, but it, you know, because you do, you grow and evolve, and you, and you move forward, and you, and and you think about, you know. But there are that. So there have been times within my working life that still affect me now. That that I, you know, that I've worked through, that I've come to accept, that I've actually sat there and I've actually gone, okay, take a deep breath. What was the other person going through? So it's about that compassion and empathy for the bully, basically, and to say, okay, maybe they felt out of control. Maybe they're feeling X, Y, and Z. And that, and it wasn't all about me. It was the fact that they were insecure. They were out of control. They were. And at the time when you're actually in that bullying environment, um, you actually sit there and go, oh, it's all about me. I must be rubbish. I must be not good enough. I can't, you know, they're saying I can't do my job. They're saying X, Y, and Z. But it actually, it's not, it's about them not being in control, them not being able to do their job, them not doing, being able to do X, Y, and Z. Um, says me, this is my justification of it and how I'm working through it. But but holding on to all of that, I mean, some of them, if I think back, blimey, I haven't been in a position. I haven't been in um, one of these positions, um, for, I don't know, 10, 12 years, maybe, maybe 10 years. But like, I, you know, if If I think, even thinking back to it, even sitting here talking to you now, thinking back to that, it was It was the worst, most toxic environment. The worst, like the effect it had on my life. Um, you know, I'd walk. I had to walk to work and walk home because it was so stressful. And I was in a relationship where my partner at the time turned around and said, "Oh, I'm glad you've left that job because if you'd have stayed in it, I think we'd have split up because you were just." Such a different person. It just is all encompassing. So you know, I I think it's very very important that we actually sort out the bullying thing from a school perspective. We actually start to promote compassion in people from the school perspective. But oh my God, we need to sort out the adult stuff as well. The workplace bullying as well. How do you? I mean, how do we do that as adults? I mean, I know we've got the stop. Sit, you know, where you can, where we and we can teach, and I've, ta- I've taught I've taught definitely taught Oscar the stop. I don't, I, you know, I that's not acceptable. You're not respecting me, whatever, and then the walk away business. But how do we do? How do we deal with bullying in an adult situation? Though? The
1: exact same way. Oh, okay. And and why? Because the bully. It doesn't matter the age of the bully. They're. Their strategies are have just cemented in older people, than, but they're the exact same in younger people. So, what I would say is that the adult has a better understanding of everything I've just said than the child. So, it's actually easier for an adult to do this work and ha- bring themselves into understanding and then be able to teach it. But to your question, um, bullying in the workplace, since it's such a big deal, uh, what we do is we uh, have I teach a class called workplace woes to workplace wisdom and what we do in that it's in a one and a half hour training program where um, employees um, we just do it through zoom their whole staff come and we teach them this and we tell them what kind of signs to put up in the in their um, staff rooms or throughout their business mm-hmm. and but i think claire it's a long road it's a long road
0: I do. And I think, um, oh, look, I, well, I completely agree with you. I think it's just, um, yeah, um, I'm not sure what we do. Because Australia is not, uh, we're definitely not um, at the forefront of dealing with workplace bullying in any stretch of the imagination. We've got ageism, we've got sexism, we've got racism. Um, and, I'm and I'm and you know, I'm sure in Canada and the US and in, in the UK, it's all the same there as well. But we need to love our bloody, we need to love our human race a little bit better um because at the end of the day we're all human aren't Mm. we um i don't know what we're teaching people these days so look um i know i know you've got so many awesome resources um you've got the books and everything on your website um what uh where do people get in contact with you if they want to know more about the bullying if they want to grab your free bullying um sheets Mm -hmm. your check Wow. Not checklist strategies. Um, Where
1: do they go for that? They go to, uh, on the internet, it's at thekidcode.ca.
0: Brilliant. Awesome. Awesome. Look, thank you so much. I love talking to you and I could talk to you all day. Like you don't have the time to talk to me all day, but um, I love it because there's so many questions I want to ask you. There's so much like, yeah, there's so much I want to know and delve into because you've just, wow, you've just spent such a long time dealing with conflict resolution and, you know, and all of these different strategies that you've been sort of building up and stuff over the years. Um, I do have – now, I normally ask the question about what superpower would you have, but I've already asked that to you because we asked you in the last podcast. So I suppose I've got a new one. Like, if you win – if you won – win? If you won – Ten million dollars, <laughs> apart from obviously paying off your home loan or whatever, and you know, what what would you spend it on? And it can be anything; it doesn't have to be like world peace or anything like that. um Because I'm not sure ten million dollars would spread across world peace. I think we need a bit more money for that. Would,
1: but what would you spend it? Well, on? The, it's really easy for me, Claire. I would spend it on getting this this work, the Kid Code, mm. the Bully Proof. I, I'd spend it on getting this work into schools. I'd i do anything I could. In fact, I do offer schools free resources, my free time to teach
0: the bullying oh, wow. to
1: schools if, if anybody wants to. So if you know of a school that wants to start implementing these programs, I do that for free. Uh, so, but yeah, yeah. I, that's what I would do with the million dollars. I would try to change the face of the earth and and get everybody to start using strategies that would, as you said, make us a little more kind to our fellow man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned it on the last podcast that you and I did, but my view is the school hours need to extend. <laughs> Poor teachers that hate me. They will hate me, right? But I do sit there and I go, right, enough enough of this 9 or 3.30, because we have a school day of 9 or 3.30 here in Australia. And I go, enough of that, right? That's not convenient for me. It's all about me. Um, But I actually think, well, especially when the kids get older and go to high school, I'm going, Make the most of the 9 to 3.30 people because you ain't getting that when you go out to the big world. And I sort of go, we need to extend it to a 9 to 5 for these kids, right? And Don't worry, teachers. I'm not saying you need to teach more. But what I'm saying is that in that extra hour and a half that they get in the day, right, we teach them practical skills. So we teach them bullying and empathy and all of the things that they're going to need to, communication, debating, negotiation, all of the things that they're going to need when they go out into the big wide world, like standing up to the employment bullies that you're going to, you will, I hate to say it. And I know there's not kids listening to this, but the parents will do. You will encounter bullies. It does I don't care what anyone says. So it's about the learning strategies like you've just highlighted to deal with those bullies in the workplace. And to bring, you know, and to shut it down as soon as you can. Yes, exactly. And to give yourself some power. Yes. Shut it
1: down as soon as you can. That's one of the keys here is if you know how to meet and defeat a bully because you have all this information and strategies, the very first time you do it and it works, you've just changed your life
0: Exactly. in, in a
1: remarkable way. And you have that power.
0: And we send these awesome kids out there with, okay, math and English, very essential. I have to say, but with history and geography, well, history, yeah, we need to learn from hindsight. Geography, we definitely need to know about the world we live in. But we send them out there with, you know, social, with social skills as such. But they're not, they're not the social skills that they need as such. And you know, they're very impressionable, and they're kids. And I don't want to, I don't want to stifle their creativity. But they'll get out into the big wide world, and it will be stifled because there will have people who will be managing them that won't be for you know forward thinking or whatever. And they, you know, they need to grow and develop and but deal with the big bad world out there. And I don't think our schools are geared up to deal with that big bad world. So that's the uh, yeah, that's the scary point. Anyway, look, like I said, I could oh my god, I could talk to you all day. It's awesome. Thank you so much again, Brenda, for coming coming on this podcast um this is what the podcast is set up for is for you guys to come on um and give us some tools to help us bring our kids up and keep sane and keep them sane and sort of um yeah get through this crazy world that we live in yeah
1: exactly right claire thank you so much for this opportunity and i love
0: to share this work No, that's fine. Thank you. Have a great day, Brenda. Thank you. You too, Claire. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you would like to hear more, please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you would like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family. And finally, drop us a review on iTunes, as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content you want to hear just like this. If you want to check out our past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast, or for links, resources and show notes, go to our website www.strongsingleandhuman.com. We are also on all the usual social media platforms, Insta, Facey and Twitter. I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one is perfect. We're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.